and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Broen. You know me, the Dynasty Madman. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. <laughs> and Shane Manila. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> you are? Shane is the worst. Yeah. Sometimes I took off. I took <laughs> off. Um, there was a boycott Monday from nine <laughs> until Wednesday nine. I saw you were quiet for two days. Yeah, it was. Um, the first day was rough. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was like heroin withdrawal. It was like I kept going yeah. to my phone, and then I would put it down. Was it self-imposed? Like, nope. Did you do it yourself? No, it was. Um, we uh, joined a, 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 a boycott. Crazy. Yeah, for um, uh, people were boycotting Twitter for two days because oh. of their lack of. Uh, giving a fuck about anti-semitism on their uh their app oh wow so i said uh hey i can do this for two days how hard could that be <laughs> um so i deleted the app from my phone because mm. i know me um and then i deleted the the bookmark from my bookmarks bar because again <laughs> i know me if i saw it i would just click on it and uh i did cheat a little bit i, I went in once just to respond to dm <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm really proud of you, man. And honestly, I would like to do that. I haven't been on Twitter much, but it is like an addiction. Anytime I have spare time and I just, yeah, everything's, there's so much negative. It's kind of hard. Even if you try not to retweet or tweet that stuff, spend a lot of time reading it. It's hard to avoid it. Yeah. And um, I, you know, when I get a break from work or whatever, the last thing I want to do is read something <laughs> negative. Like my wife will tell me something in the news. I'm like, I, I don't want to hear it. I just want to like, I want it to decompress like a getaway and escape, you know? Yeah. And um, I, I think maybe I should do that for 24 or 48 hours <laughs> and just see what it's like. But you yeah. did it. You did it already. You did it when you went on vacation. You told me oh, you yeah. stayed off for a it week. Was, you said you were so happy. <laughs> It was, yeah, I didn't actually stay off of it because I had so many drafts going on. But um, yeah, I was that guy that was holding up drafts and like not responding to stuff. Yeah. But it, I mean, just a complete cutting of the umbilical cord like Shane did. I, I need to do it. Yeah. It was, um, look, I'll tell you, the first day was rough, um, especially <laughs> when, you know, in the patron chat, when everybody <laughs> and their grandma was apparently opting out of the season. Or was rumored to, because, you know, at one point, um, and I wasn't on Twitter, so I couldn't really follow <laughs> along, and it was, like, breaking my heart. But, like, you know, Nick Foles was rumored that he was going to be out for the season, and then he wasn't. Um, the opt-outs that we did have so far that I know of, uh, Devin Funches. Yeah, and um, there was, was plenty of jokes about that. Probably. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the guy, yeah. the guy was decent a couple years ago. Well, now a few <laughs> years ago. But, yeah, no, that's not a, a giant loss although it does I was make... already drafting him like he I had opted out I mean <laughs> yeah. <it's> not... <laughs> I saw yeah I saw you t you tweeted that a couple times <laughs> his stats opted out from uh from contributing at all um and then the big dude that uh the big one the big one Damian Williams opted out <laughs> you know it's and, funny uh, it's funny to hear that damien williams is the yeah. big name you know but yeah he, technically the names that have been thrown out there he's the Jerry biggest name. running back yeah just, <laughs> just a guy to a lot of people but he plays on that team that you know you go from the third or fourth ranked running back in the rookie class to most people and instantly you're the number one overall draft pick um you know the number one overall running back anyway outside of quarterbacks you're the guy because you landed on the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm sad, though, that Damian Williams opted out because that's the first big sort of fantasy football impact. 
But I saw people almost celebrating that because they own Clyde Edwards of Hilaire, of course, and so they're happy. But I mean, it's just foreboding. It's not a good sign that we have players opting out. Like we were talking before the show and Shane said, I mean, a month, you know, more than a month out from the season. Um, it, it's early yet. I, what do they have like a week? People, players can still well, opt out. Like yeah. Once the CBA is actually signed and ratified or, or whatever, then it's a week from then. Oh, is that so what it right is? Right now, yeah, so as of, yeah. As of yesterday, it hadn't been signed. I don't know about today. I didn't right. see anything about it. I thought it, the NFLPA already had that set like it had to be by like August 13th or whatever. I don't know. You know what was really interesting? I was listening to the NFL Network and they were talking about the players, like the choice to opt out. There's that high risk choice and then there's the regular choice. Um, right. with 150,000 or 350,000. But the one thing that uh, I think it was Brady Quinn said, which I never really thought of, he said the majority of the players in the NFL are on league minimum contracts. Like, mm-hmm. the, like you know, there's a lot of top level guys, but the majority of the people are playing league minimum. And they have incentives and escalators and stuff, but they're still minimum. So a lot of these guys, if they're opting out, you know, they're losing a lot of money if they do it. And league minimum is what though? Over five hundred? What's it? Six hundred? Yeah. If, if they play, if they play week one right now, last I saw, if they play, um, they get paid for the year. Like it accrues like a regular year. I, I thought they don't get paid. If they only play no, one no, or if- two weeks, they still get the whole year pay. Yeah, if you opt out, then you're shit out of luck. Um, you're not it, the season won't count for, towards your free agency. Your contract basically holds until the next year. So, just for example, uh, on the Eagles, Marquise Goodwin, yeah, he opted out. Um, <clears throat> so his salary and his contract all going basically, it's like you go into a cryogenics chamber, yeah, yeah. Um, for a year. Um, I get it. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, there's a good chance he wasn't going to make the roster anyway, right? Probably um, not. So you're going to see guys like, but but that's the thing is it, it doesn't seem to be an archetype of player right now, right? There's Damian Williams, who's a guy that could have been playing for a bigger contract next year, well, even even being behind, you know, Edward Talaire, um, he he still could have you know gone out there and at least for the first few weeks, um, balled out and you know made himself some money for the following year. Um, cause he was on a, yeah, he was on a two year contract. He actually, I'm sorry. He signed through 2021. You're talking so about, wait, matter. you're talking about Damien or you're talking about Goodwin? Damien Williams. Damian. I'm sorry. Damien okay. Williams. Never. It doesn't matter. Cause he's signed through 2021. Yeah. I think that it's just the tip of the iceberg that more players are likely to, to do it. Um, and that's what I mean. It's, it's bad for fantasy football. Um, you feel for these guys, of course, with all that's going on, but it's, I'm not going to take victory laps on drafting a player. Um, like J.K. Dobbins when Mark Ingram, if Mark Ingram were to, you know, opt out. I, it's just not the right thing to do. I mean, I get it. It is beneficial. But let's just hope that not that many players opt out because it's really not a good thing for football in general. We want a football season. So if guys don't opt out, if if things get better, it's all good for football. And I just see the opting out as just not a good thing in the big picture. See the forest yeah. for the and, and and realize that this could have bad implications for fantasy for the NFL and fantasy football in general if it keeps going. It's not something to celebrate for sure. It's it's like when a guy tears his ACL. Like you, well, you don't root for that. You know what I mean? Because for one, uh, that can actually happen to anyone. Yeah, and right. you know what? There's more of a chance that someone's gonna else is gonna get this virus than tears an ACL. 
I'm not a mathematician, nor am I. A, <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Probably stronger for COVID than ACL. But I'm just thinking, yeah, you know, there's a better, what, one in four chance that you can get COVID versus like, you know, whatever the chances are that you tear an ACL. So I'm not rooting for any of it, to be honest with you. Um, Damian Williams go, going out. I guess we'll just look at it from a fantasy aspect. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was going to be a beast regardless anyway, in my mind. Yeah. He was going to get a 60 to 65% snap share anyway. Like that backfield was his. You don't draft a running back in the first round. Right. You don't comp him to Brian Westbrook when you're Andy Reid, who <laughs> loved Brian Westbrook, like, you know, who was great at drafting running backs or still right. is. I mean, if right. you go on his track record, he doesn't miss on backs. Right. And he use it, and he doesn't use committee backs. He uses committee backs when he was forced to, but most of his career he's leaned on one guy, whether it be Shady Brian Westbrook or uh, you know Kareem Hunt until yeah. he decided 60, to sixty seventy percent that one guy, and you love that in fantasy football, right? So anyone, I mean Clyde Edwards Delaire, we've seen some of the trades people in patron in our patron chatter be able to make for him. I can't <laughs> tell you he's not a sell right now because right. if I can sell him That's for J.K. Profit. Dobbins plus. Right. but you know know, what i mean you know what that's that's one of the gratification sorry mike go ahead that's okay that's one of the things though to take into consideration with this if you see these people there's people opting out and there's people ending up on the covid list and stuff like that and then people are reacting to that and making trades and making moves based on some of those stories like right away and it seems as though it's not a great idea to do a knee-jerk reaction and start making trades just based on some of that stuff. Yeah, we're treating this, again, we're treating it like it's a normal injury. Like, it's just going to hit one guy, but then everyone, but the guys you own are going to be fine. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just silly. Like, you're, you're, you're like, oh, well, Lane Johnson is on, if you look at the IR, who just got placed on the COVID IR, uh-huh. IR I was going to list them all. There's at least 30 guys. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Kenny Galladay. Kenny yeah, Galladay's Kenny on there. Galladay, Hawkinson, Lane Johnson. Jay Sternberger Crosby. today. Yeah, Jay Sternberger. <laughs> Just, you know, you can go wherever you want to look because I write for DLF, so I'll, I'll pimp them. They have a tracker on there of guys that have opted out and guys that are on the COVID D- DL. Like, it's not – it's going to ravage the league. Yeah. So you getting all excited that, you know, Clyde – or D- I love DeAndre Washington um, in Kansas City, and I think this will open up a small role for him. Like, clearly he won't be a running back. One, because he's behind Clyde's Edwards lair, so how often will he get the play? But there's a chance he's going to get the play now because there's one less guy in that room. I mean, even if they sign someone. But the point is, yeah, you're getting all excited trading for guys. There's nothing to say that these guys aren't going to get COVID as well. Exactly. The other thing I was thinking, and I don't know what you think about this, but these guys that are popping up on the COVID list right now, I mean, this is July. If, if say, they got it or and, and they get through it and everything's fine, we don't really know what happens with COVID, but supposedly you don't get it a second time. Yeah, so, wrong. well, but that's the thing. We don't know. We don't know. We, we have no idea. We don't know what kind of lasting effects it has too. But, but I did see that somebody said, oh, well, if he's got COVID now, that means he's going to play the whole season because he'll already have it. You know, it, yeah. it, it's just so weird, you know, to even try to make any kind of sense out of any of it. I live here in Florida, you guys know, and look yeah. at the freaking Miami Marlins. I mean, we're up yeah, to seven. in the Philly season. Yeah, we, we've got 17 cases in the Marlins, you know. So the Phillies, yeah, and then they went out and played, which is something like the NFL would do. The NFL would be like, ah, throw some dirt on it, get out there and play. Yeah. So they played, yeah, they played the Phillies, even though everyone knew that, like, 
10 players that tested positive that <clears throat> Sunday morning. Yep. Then the Major League Baseball was like, you know what? Maybe the Phillies shouldn't be around people either, and no one should be allowed in their stadium. So the e- e- Phillies haven't played since Sunday. They were going to play a doubleheader on Saturday. Guess what? It just came back today that two of their front office people, a yep. coach and a front office guy, tested positive. So guess what? Their games are canceled through next weekend. Now. Yeah, we have so, 17 players here in Miami right. that are positive. Right. It's ridiculous. So, so it's gonna, that's the thing. And, you know, I tweeted this out yesterday um, about you need to be buying because assuming there's a season, I'm going to go until we're told there's not a season. I assume there's not going to be season. Me too. But I'm still going to act as if. Yeah. yeah so, you're trying to be optimistic and positive about it, but the signs aren't good. And you imagine this raging through um, a, a, an NFL locker room and then, you know, right. teams are playing. I mean, it's just, it, it's like, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's a respiratory illness. So that, I mean, that's one of those ones that's really easy to spread, you know, you don't mean to, but in Trojan horse rolling it into the stadium and just see how many people, you know, are affected by it. It's exactly. so my suggestion to everyone is, is any trades you make, uh, get a pick back with them. I don't care. <laughs> third or fourth place. Because those picks, one, you know, if you never need them and you end up using them in the draft or using them as trade, uh, you know, trade, trade bait, whatever, um, next year, awesome. But I got a really strong suspicion you're going to be trading picks for players um, in season just for wins. Because the other team, you'll be, you know, there'll be some guy that if the season's going on, he's 0-6 and, and he's already packed it in, <laughs> that he'll trade you his third string running back that's starting this week. Because, you know, two other running backs went out and you could just trade them. You know what I mean? Just trade. Yeah. Look, it's going to be a week you're trading a third rounder for DeAndre Washington just because he's starting because <laughs> Clyde Edwards Hilaire has COVID and uh, you want to win. Get those picks now because, yeah. man, if we don't have a season, what else are people going to have to do in Dynasty Leagues but wow. trade for picks? That's They're ridiculous. all going to try to get picks. So. Yeah, we talked about that last week too on the show. Yeah. But you know what's funny? What you just said about people trading a third round for, for DeAndre Washington – it, it, people are going to be playing fantasy the way we've been playing in our 16-team listener league. Okay. You know, we're, we're kind of used to having yeah. these third and fourth string guys in our starting lineup, but everybody's going to be that way. So listen. That is funny. That that um, <laughs> that, that, um, that kind of prepared us for the, yeah. the humanity that, that it's about to be laid upon us when <laughs> so, the season happens. Yeah, so listen, all you HQ1 Listener League members, yeah, you guys are ready for this. Um, You're welcome. We, <laughs> we, for you. <laughs> we have a great guest tonight. I know there was some more news and everything, but why don't we uh, put that on hold for a second and why don't we bring in our guest? So uh, before we bring him in, let's hear from the DeviWatch.com. Devi leagues are the fastest growing form of dynasty leagues. Whether you're new to Devi or maybe you've played Devi for a long time and are just looking for an edge, DeviWatch.com has you covered. Do you need to know who will be a first round rookie pick before the rest of your league does? Do you want that future NFL combine star on your taxi squad before he blows up at the combine? Devi Watch has Superflex Devi ranks, Devi ADP, and an annual Devi Watch guide to help you. The 2020 Devi Watch Guide ranked and profiled over 260 players. It includes dominator ratings, breakout ages for returning prospects, and if you play college fantasy football, they've got you covered there as well. 
Volume 2 of the 2020 Devi Watch Guide has tons of information about new college coaching staffs and how their scheme changes affect the college fantasy landscape. They also have team-by-team -team breakdowns for all 130 FBS teams. If you play college fantasy football, their CFF rankings will drop in July. Visit DeviWatch.com and check out the two membership options. Join today and gain access to their industry-leading content. Click Have a Coupon and enter the code DTHQ when you sign up so they know you heard about them on the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. I've worked with the guys at Debbie Watch for a long time since they were writers at Dynasty Football Factory. Um, edit for them now at the site. And I, I just wanted to say that the the deal, getting, getting um, an annual package at Debbie Watch is awesome because just getting the Debbie Watch guide is worth the wait, is worth the price, the annual subscription. So um, they put a lot, a ton of work into it. It's um, one of the industry's leading Debbie publications. Go out and get it. Become a member and um, get that Debbie Watch guide. It's worth every penny. I'm just going to uh, chime in on there. I'm going <laughs> to piggyback off of that and just note that uh, when, when I was at DFF and um, whenever it was like Debbie Watch release day, we were all so happy because everyone would get the free copy and we'd be like, this is so great. <laughs> like, um, I remember actually being away with my wife one time, uh, soon to be ex-wife, peace. Um, and uh, I snuck out of the room because I got the Debbie Watch email and I was like, I need to go read this outside. And I stayed outside for like an hour reading it. I, I don't know why I'm getting divorced. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of like when you were down here in South Florida, we went out to dinner with your family and you said, I'll be right back. And you went outside and I'm sitting there with your whole family and you're on your phone doing whatever you were I doing. Distract I get distracted easy. But yeah, the Debbie Watch is awesome. That was the only point of that story. So. Yeah. And I think we mentioned it last week, too, about the Debbie Watch. It, it's possible that that could be the most valuable thing you have for next year because yeah, there's a lot of these guys that we may not see play. So get that Debbie Watch. And, and Incidentally, Mike. Yeah. Debbie Watch guys in preparing their annual publication, the Debbie Watch Guide, they draw upon a thing called expand the box score. Ooh, and that goes right. That. And uh, <laughs> that I don't know. I think our guest today might actually <laughs> know something about expand the box score. That would be I, awesome. But yes, I, our guest. I know about expand the box score. I didn't know about that nugget. Uh... <laughs> oh, he didn't <laughs> I know. know. Did. He didn't <laughs> know that Debbie Watch uses it. Oh, there you go, Jeremy. You just. Uh... <laughs> Spoiled I, uh, something. I'm, I'm happy to know though that I'm not uh, alone. As uh, Shane was revealing, part of the reason he's getting a divorce <laughs> is that he chose fantasy over uh, his lady. But oh, oh is that what's I'm happening to you? Too? I didn't mean it to, to wait. I didn't mean it for that reaction. Shane's happy. I saw no. the new. I saw the new tat. Like I, I didn't mean it for that reaction. So I'll take it. I'll take it. Spreading, it, spreading I, its wings. I'm saying that simply because like, even like last night, I, I have a very odd sleeping pattern. Even like last night, I couldn't sleep. And I, I will, you know, tossing and turning, watching last chance. You it was like two in the morning. I say, I get a new notification. So I, you know, my wife rolls over as I'm, you know, hate tweeting a response to somebody. And, uh, well, who are you talking to? It's two in the morning and it's, you know, basically, it's true. It's Jake from State Farm I'm talking to. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't believe it. So, Well, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> we're talking to our guest. It's Andy Singleton. And uh, you can find him on Twitter at People's Pens. And it's P-E-O-P-L-E-Z-P-E-N. And uh, the owner of Expand the Box Score, right? So wait, you're telling me that Jeremy just told you that the Debbie Watch uses you and you didn't know that? <laughs> No, I, th I think I knew that. I don't know. I'm okay. so confused with everything. There's a lot going on. 
there's a lot going on. We're we're relaunching our second iteration of the databases. We had a whole new scouting team that's been dropping two or three scouting reports on college players every day and working oh, wow. on a draft guide with them. It's going to be 300 plus player profiles. I was doing the artwork for that. Uh, fantasy content team, college fantasy content stuff. Uh, it's just been, it's been a whirlwind. So I'm sure, yes, I, I was aware of that. But, uh, it, it is uh, I, there's a bunch of sites using us at this point. So sure. it's nice to know. And uh, yeah, I'm happy about it. XTB expand the box score. Go check it out. It's it's fun, exciting, good stuff. Hey, we have a promo code to save you money on their site. Uh, go to expandtheboxscore.com um, and use promo code HQ Trade Alert ten. Um, and I forget what the discount is, but you save money. It's worth it. Uh, so Andy, this and, is this is the kind of stuff that happens on our show. You Andy know that. Site, I mean, Andy's site's worth it full price. But if you need a fucking discount, take the discount. You'd be a fucking schmuck not to. You know what I mean? The, yeah, it's worth it at retail price uh, for sure. It's a great value actually, but getting a discount, I mean, you got to do it. The best thing, the best thing is for those of you who don't hear the behind the scenes stuff, which is nobody. Um, when Andy came in the room, me and Shane and Jeremy were arguing about something, and Andy said, "It's so great to see you guys again, and it's good to see the relationship is going strong with you three. You know, um, but Andy, it's really great to have you back. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back. I, I was teasing uh, Jeremy couple of weeks ago saying what do i got to do to get back on i wasn't expecting it to be this fast but i'm happy to be here so that's awesome so sure. i have no idea what we're getting into no that's all right we're just gonna, well the, we're, we're just gonna bullshit so andy like we said a few minutes ago we were doing the news and we decided to stop doing the news and bring you in but one of the stories we were going to talk about cut you in <laughs> we cut you in we figured we'd bring you in for this is that yeah about two hours ago before the show started it was all breaking out that uh Shady McCoy signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So without asking Jeremy and Shane what they think, what do you think about that? I, I could care less. I think it's <laughs> very, uh, whatever, it's locker room move for me. I think Shane did just make a trade, though, in the time you were setting that question up. <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I, yeah, I don't think it means anything, uh, really, to, to be completely honest. So uh, I'm not affected. I'm not looking at it in any shape or form. So I don't know that I want Keyshawn Vaughn, though. Um, right, exactly. Especially with Bruce Arians, um, you know, starting old running backs and maybe even washed up running backs over guys that he has that, are, you know, that, that he's had that are younger and seemingly ready for the starting role. It's a little, yeah, a little spooky for the Keyshawn Vaughn people and the Rojo fans as well. Um, if McCoy gets a split in there, just a split, let alone yeah. if he's the starter. But you don't yeah. think he'll get a split? I mean, you know, I was I was commenting last night of how flippantly people use the word "washed" now, especially you know referring to athletes, you know. And if this was about Devonta Freeman, that guys are saying, "Oh, he's washed." Nobody's saying that about Lashawn McCoy. So. <laughs> yeah, they should be. So, but but Shane did want to talk about it. So Shane, what did you I, want to you say? Know, look, I just want to point out that Shady was averaging, and I know yards per carry is yards per carry or whatever, but he was averaging four point six yards per uh, carry last year, and he still had twenty eight receptions. The only reason um, he 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 wasn't playing is because he kept fumbling, which admittedly is not a great thing in football. Um, but he's such a low risk signing. I mean, it's $1 million. Like that's, 
I don't know what the veteran minimum is, but it can't be much more than uh, much less than that. Um, I think Dare Agamondagawale. Yeah. If anyone's in trouble, it's probably him since apparently he was the pass catching back. I don't know. But like, I didn't like Keyshawn Vaughn to begin with because I think Rojo is better. It's just, you know, it's one of those things like at this point, you're just any healthy body you can get, I think, that has a little meat on his bone, you're just going to go ahead and grab him. I'm still shocked that Devontae Freeman hasn't signed with someone yet. Um, but that that probably will happen by the time this airs. Um, is, it, it, is it safe to say that we're not talking about Frank Gore here? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's going to be 32 this season, right? McCoy? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he's actually 32 already. He just turned 32 uh, last week. Happy birthday, Shady. But uh, July 12th was his birthday. But listen, this is not – if it, if it were Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson, I might be worried about this. this You'd be more worried about Frank Gore than uh, than uh, than uh, definitely AP. I, I agree with you there because AP could still go out there and put up running back one week's freaking monster. Right. I don't know if I'm worried about Frank Gore, though. I mean, I think he looked – finally he looked washed last year. Oh, no, no, no. Wow. I mean, Frank Gore at 32. <laughs> Oh, Frank Gore, thirty-two, was still a young man. Right? Um, yeah, no, no, he was still that's, good. We're talking. About yeah, he was playing better than the running backs. That's not, Mc, that's not McCoy, though. That's my right. point. No, that's no, point. No. It's just all he is is he's just another. He's another. What's what I'm looking for? Annoyance in that backfield. If you were looking for player, any player, player, sure. coach. Yeah. Oh, you I think, think so? so? I don't know. You think he's a player, coach? He kids. He definitely should not be coaching them up on sex education. Oh, God. Right? Um, or dating or how to throw a party. <laughs> yeah, because he's got – yeah. I mean, he's got the gonorrhea. Um, what? That's a well-known fact. We, uh, uh, allegedly. What about uh, – uh, antibiotics to take care but, of that, so he doesn't have it anymore. He's got it? Yeah, I was going to no, say he's got it. Or no, he listen. It. Okay, I don't know how – Allegedly. Okay. Well, I, you I, need I, to, listen, okay. you need to know this stuff if you're going to be on dating apps. I don't know how exactly. I, exactly. Because I've never had any. But I like that you and uh, Andy and Jeremy were immediately like, no, 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 no. You don't currently have it. You uh, flares up. You got it. Oh, my God. Up. That's not what I was uh, saying. You're still correcting me. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're, thinking of, you're thinking about herpes, I think. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know. Gonorrhea is, uh, is, yeah, it's an in and out thing. Is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> Oh my God. Good enough. Let me ask you guys this because this is actually somewhat fantasy football. That's actually 100% fantasy football related. Somewhat. So I, I have DWG6 draft starting yeah. this Saturday, the first. Saturday. And somebody just asked me a question tonight. And my initial reaction was, no, we're not changing anything. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe we should. So the question was, <laughs> should we wait until the opt out? Uh, deadline expires um, to start the draft, sure. and, I'm, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, that's, you're really talking about three or four days to do that. So exactly. Why not? Should we or should we? Because I had already sent out the email to everybody saying, <laughs> so what? This Saturday. Like, so it's not like it's snail mail. It's not like I, things would take I forever. Curse on this show, you can say yeah. whatever you want. You can curse. Yes. Because right. if <laughs> what my plan sucks, that's what. <laughs> that's right. But I'm you, but you, but you, but you, but you need yeah, to be flexible. Come on, man. You can wait a couple days. It is very hard to resend an email. I know. You know I mean? <laughs> that was my point. It's not like you're sending it snail mail or something. 300 people, yeah. Oh, how many? Best ball, that's how I look at it. I'm disappointed oh, in some of my best ball drafts because obviously I drafted players that are 
it, some will opt out. I know I got Damian Williams in a lot of um, best balls late, you know, just because everybody just kept passing on him. Like, he's going to play some football. Um, was a value at that point. But, you know, he's not playing. So that was a wasted pick. But that happens to everybody. You, there, you know, injuries. But it, and you, there's always players on your roster that play that get you the points. It's not like you have to worry about being short at running back or something like that in best ball. So if this were a, you know, weekly lineup kind of thing, I would think maybe you'd want to consider making concessions for people. But I honestly, being that it's best ball, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think you need to, you think it's doing the right thing, but you don't need to. But my opinion for that is regardless, I know you just said it's 300 people, but, but if all 300 people are really into what you're doing anyways, if you send out another email, they're going to all see the email. I mean, it, we're, we're living in a time right now that we have no idea what's happening from day to today things are changing and if you know that there's an exact deadline that these people have to opt out what's the difference if you draft this weekend or you draft next weekend it's not really that big of a deal but it could be a big deal to some of these people that do draft this weekend and they draft somebody that ends up opting out three days later i bet he gets more complaints about changing it than people having to draft players that might opt. i let them put their wrong opinions in here you <laughs> so we're all playing and i'm in the i'm in the league and i've done poorly the last two years um i'll just put that out there very badly that's not um, surprising but we're all playing under the same the same guidelines we all know what could happen we all know it could hit anyone and again in the opt-out period it starts once the cba is actually signed right and it's still not signed but we're so still months to- away from playing so if Andy were to delay it, so it just for, for instance, say this drags out another week, Andy's supposed to delay it another week. Sure, why not? It's two weeks. So, so what? Okay, what if it's three weeks? Okay, guess what? It's the night before the season. They finally ratified it. Just do the draft. Look, we've done tons of drafts where we don't even know if the leagues are going to happen this year. I've done, I've been like eighty-seven charity leagues where <laughs> none of us even know if the, you know the season's going to happen. Sure. Who gives it? Just, do the draft the draft is fun the draft lets us pretend that the season's actually going to happen don't take away my sunshine oh my god take away your sunshine baby (laughs) monday probably would be a better day to start than saturday but eight one is a better number than eight three i don't want to get too political i've I've already lost enough you know uh followers recently for, for just being honest you can't please two people in a room let alone 300 you can't right. please everyone, so you have to make the call that you think is the right call. And right. Just- and now here, here are my reasons behind this. So as I, as I alluded to with this, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago in the middle of fishbowl drafts in a two QB Superflex league, Cam Newton signs with New England in like, you know, anywhere from the 10th to 20th round, depending on what league you're in. That was a huge game changer. Last year, I got Austin Eckler when Melvin Gordon, you know, opted out in like the 10th round or 11th round or something like that. That, you know, maybe – made the season for me uh training camps normally going on you know guys get injured all the time you mentioned LaShawn McCoy uh, he had his his legal issues going on what was it last year two years ago where we didn't know what was going on with him right so I mean every day could be a new story so it sure. doesn't really matter when you start uh, uh, so I, I would say this I would say this if you knew for a fact that the opt-out date is Friday 
then I don't think there's a problem waiting another week. But the fact that Shane just said that the opt-out date can move week to week to week to week, then yes, I guess you're right, then go ahead and do it. Me as a commissioner for a league that I was doing, I would probably wait another week, but you're talking about 300 people, and if it is gonna keep moving, then I guess what's the difference, just do it. Ultimately, I mean, his, ultimately, his, we're, we're worried we probably won't even have a <laughs> season, but so what? No, we're definitely having a season. But here's, here's the other thing too, most of the guys who are gonna opt out probably were already thinking about this. So I'm actually surprised that you're still seeing names well, what I heard, what I heard on the radio was they were talking about you have that first wave of people opting out prior to going into the um, facility and everything. Now, the second wave that's going to go in this week, they're going to be going into the facility. Some of them are going to be tested. Some of them are going to be doing things, and more people are going to make a decision by the time something is signed. Like Shane said, once it's signed, that's going to also make some people's decision on whether they're going to opt out. But we don't know anything from day to day. It changes all the time. So you're right. You, you just don't know. Do it. So just do it. We spent a lot of time on this. Do the draft. <laughs> just real quick. I have to correct myself. It's not the CBA. The CBA has already been signed. This is the um, addendum to yeah. the season or some nonsense. You know what I cool. like about this conversation, though? What? Like adults, we all kind of, we discussed this. We came to a, you know, not necessarily consensus, but we talked about it. We're, we're still getting along. We're still smiling. Exactly the opposite of how Twitter works. <laughs> right now. That is, that is true. Um, real quick, someone from the patron chat, because I went there for all my uh questions um someone made me aware that no it's still not been signed and the league day is technically over so the opt-out period is now until august 7th which is yeah, next friday which is what we were saying seven. yeah that's so, next friday yeah. so, so do the draft andy just do it man all right so wait yeah, yeah, I mean, so I, I gotta ask this question then are we live in the patreon no the Patreons? no not no, not right now just shane's no, talking no. to them so <laughs> oh you you asked that you posted that question and they immediately responded. The thing, the thing, Andy, uh, with our show is while we're all doing stuff, Shane is always doing three other things while we're doing the I'm show. So, doing stuff. <laughs> so, I also just made a pick. I'll have you know in my <laughs> Dynasty Trip Superflex IDP league. Oh okay? my god! What did you take? Uh, DJ Moore. So now I'm looking of at course. Joe Mixon, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and DJ Moore to start. It's a Superflex. I apparently am punting quarterback. I yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so, I just I just made that mistake too. And uh, what is it? The uh, five yard the fantasy football challenge cup uh, by five yard five yard uh, rush. You didn't take yes. a quarterback. What round are you in? Uh, we're in the we're in the end of the fifth. I had the one one. Oh, and and it came back to me at three. I'm like, you know, it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of English guys in this league. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, man, they draft funny over there. And, <laughs> And then I made my uh, my my fourth and my fifth round picks, and I'm like, man, all these quarterbacks are flying. And I tweeted out, look at the start to this team in a start one QB league, and I was gonna hashtag it. British people are funny. And then, um, <laughs> sure enough, I looked and it said, yeah, your super flex spot is still up open. Oh, so, you thought it was a one quarterback league. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. So. You know, one thing that we kind of glossed over because we went into everything, but we, we mentioned Expand the Box Score, but why don't you tell everybody a little bit about Expand the Box Score? What can they find when they come to your website? What, what information do you give everybody there? Uh, so basically what started with Expand the Box Score is I've been covering the NFL draft for several years now, and one of the things that I was always looking for to kind of separate wide receiver talent 
it was production and you could never you could find it just not cheap not readily available uh so things like targets uh were really what i was looking for more than anything i had done some tracking of my own but you know it just becomes really impossible so got together with a, a industry friend who does this kind of data stuff put him in touch with where i was finding my targets and he started compiling stuff and next thing you knew we had every touch for every player so we were able to sort things by, you know, uh, for running backs, for instance, you know, buckets of, you know, how many carries did they have that went between zero and three yards, between four and six, whatever. So you can see their, you know, production at that level, uh, where the plays came on the field, what time of the game, what quarters they came in. So it, who, who are the guys that might not be, you know, you look at some teams that are blowing people out. Is, is this guy even playing in the fourth quarter? You can see that kind of stuff. Red zone targets, <laughs> all kinds of efficiency metrics. Uh, the one thing we don't have is we don't have live eyes, so we can't tell you things like, you know, which hole was hit or how many players were on the field, snap counts, that kind of stuff, at least for college. We can for the pros. Uh, we're, we're trying to figure out a way to incorporate that for college. There are ways we could do it, um, but one of the strengths is I wanted to make it for the everyday guy. Uh, a lot of the sites you see that offer this kind of stuff, they do it for – teams and scouts they don't really do it for the average guy i wanted it to be for the average guy so that's why we priced it the way we did which is just 20 bucks for a full season mm. uh, and by season i mean a full okay. year so 365 yeah. days a year 20 bucks i mean if you can't afford that uh then you shouldn't be playing fantasy football <laughs> and I'm, I'm not doing that to you know get rich off of this so I, I haven't made a penny in this in a couple of years it's to be able to have uh, people come on board to help us. Like I said, all of our content is free. We have a whole scouting department now with 15 scouts. We just added actually uh, a professional uh, coach, uh, Ron Zielinski, and uh, wow. he's he's added to the scouting department as an advisor. There's you know 13 or 14 up and coming guys there. We're working on a draft guide, as I mentioned. Uh, this is you know this is really to be able to reward people for the work and the time they're putting in all the content as i mentioned is free a lot of articles are up there uh and the, and the data is worth it um the, the thing i like most about what we have is everything is customizable so you can sort whatever you're looking for you can hmm. sort things by class by uh by height by position uh by conference you know you could just look at, at what you want to look at put the red zone filter on and see you know how guys did differently there. So if you just wanted to search uh, junior wide receivers in the FCC, six feet to six feet two, uh, you you know you can put th those filters in and, and see the production across the board uh, for that kind of stuff, and then sort it by however you want uh, targets, receptions, yardage, wh however you want to do it. So uh, there's there's a there's infinite things you can do with it. It's a fun tool to play around with. Uh, we're open-minded. Like I said, we're here for everybody. So whatever you see that you think uh, could be improved or you'd like to see more of or less of, we're always open to expanding and, and taking suggestions and employing them. So That's awesome. So, you know, I, player cards I, are awesome. I wanted to say real quick. The player cards, the way they come out, it's really laid out well. I think you can see your um, experience with baseball. It seems like baseball guys um, tend to have a, a little <laughs> bit different thinking about football. And, you know um, – not to belabor the point, but in the old days of rotisserie baseball, five by five, you know, scoring, whatever, four by four, I don't do it anymore, but you could always find anything that you wanted to find about a player. 
and you know, I know it's a little bit more simplified in, in baseball. You know, you're looking, you, you've broken it down. You, you're looking at certain things, but it's always so easy to get what you needed to decide who you're going to trade for or pick up off of waivers. And we didn't really have that as well defined for football because we're looking at a lot of different things. And I think this is one of those tools that allows us to look at things um, better and compare players and and um, things on different tiers. Just I, I think it's really cool that you did it. And I I'm going to say um, whether I made it up or not that you had the insight to do this because of all your experience with baseball. <laughs> I, I appreciate you saying that. I am very heavily involved with baseball. I'm actually wearing a, a Roto-Air you know, baseball shirt right now for the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, uh, which is something I participate in. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I guess maybe. Uh, I think it all just correlates to numbers, and you see how much number analysis has played a part in football. Uh, it's been in baseball for a while. You know, there are guys in baseball that are getting hired by major league clubs. It's happened in football too, but I mean, you, you even saw the crossover when the Cleveland Browns hired. Uh, I can't. Oh, know, yeah. I'm drawing a blank oh, right the, now. The, the Lucio. Yeah, the, well, you know, yeah, they, they hired a, a baseball yeah. guy because he was just, you know, like Rain Man of uh, <laughs> or a beautiful mind of statistics and stuff. Yeah. So uh, it just shows you like there is crossover between baseball and football, but. Uh, the one caveat I will say, you know, it's fun to look at numbers. This is why we do this stuff. I think more people are obsessed with numbers than, than we ever realized. And I think that's really what fantasy sports brings out more than anything, uh, whether it be numbers in the form of, you know, putting bets through traditional money lines or DFS or, you know, playing fantasy or, you know, how you're drafting or, you know, you see things like the trade calculators and, you know, waiting, you know, what the value of that trade is, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the big major difference in football and baseball, obviously, is what the player is in control of. So, for instance, a baseball player could be down, his team could be down 10 nothing in the bottom of the ninth where, you know, he's not hitting the 10-run homer all by himself. But he could get a single. He could get a double. He, you know, he could hit a home run. He's still treating that at bat as if it were, you know, the first pitch of the game. Whereas in football, teams getting blown out, and you, you're not going to see certain players even involved, even you know, whether they're on the field or involved in that particular play. So, uh, it, you know, game pace and all that kind of stuff. But we we also have things to to that effect as well. We have a lot of team statistics, so you can match teams up. Uh, everything was really built with the college game in mind. And we just added the NFL as well because there's, there's just so much involvement with that. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, pace of play, thing, things of that nature. This It's not just limited to individual players. It's it's team play as well. So there's really a ton there. And like I said, we're, we're still evolving. So we're adding pieces, you know, daily, hourly, minutely. So you know, let us know. Minutely. <laughs> minutely. I I that's a word. That sounds like a Shane word, actually. Minutely. Yeah, I make words up. I make words up all the time. <laughs> that, de- that definitely sounds like a Shane word. Andy, let, let, let me ask you about because you talk about junior wide receivers, and I think um, you did it kind of knowing. But uh, one receiver that came out of college after his junior year, Jalen Rager, he um he had a pretty good uh, last few days. If you're looking at his fantasy stock for 2020, at least um, Godwin. Is opted out of the season. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is placed on the pup, which um, you know, for in the preseason, it just means <clears throat> basically that he can't practice with the team. But it's a precursor to placing him on the pup for when the regular season starts. 
And then surprisingly, it came out that he's not just learning how to play the Z receiver position. He's also learning how to play the X and that he could end up starting at the X. Um, So, yeah, wheels up on him, guys. But you got any thoughts on Jalen Rager? Yeah, uh, I do. A couple. I I like him a lot. Not nearly as much as you have become a fan of his since he got drafted by your hometown team. Uh, (laughs) I I personally think Justin Jefferson might be a more uh, in a a better opportunity position this year. Uh, Even now, Brandon Ayuk with uh, with Debo, you know, being put you know sidelined or whatever. But uh, I don't dislike. Rager, what I what he reminds me of, and not for any particular style to his game or size or anything. This isn't a player comp; it's a situation comp, and that's Brashad Perryman, who I liked a lot until he got elevated so high that the expectations were just through the roof. When he when he got pushed up to the first round, and it was like, oh well, this guy's gonna be a stud. It was no, he's not. Like he's he could be good. Don't right. you know? Don't say he's you know. But don't say he's going to be great right off the bat. And that's kind of what I feel like with Rager, where he got pushed to this position because of the draft capital where people are going to expect too much. Now, I understand Perryman has obviously had a different career path to this point. So, and I'm not trying to label anything like an injury concern or anything. Totally different types of players. Uh, he could be kind of like that Debo guy, what, what you saw with Debo. In San Fran last year, I mean, this is this is a guy with tremendous speed and quickness. Looks like a punt returner with the ball in his hands. I mean, you can use him in a variety of ways. You can line him up in the backfield. You can spread him out. He can be a slot guy. This guy should you game plan in in a variety of ways with talents like this. So I, I definitely do like him, but I I just think especially after you look at what's gone on with Philly and you guys. You say Shane is the worst as you handle. Philly is the worst as far as when it comes to like fans. I thought New York was bad, but you guys have jails <laughs> in your stadiums. You guys have actual jails in your stadiums. That's how bad you guys are. That's well, so, as a former Eagles fan, let me just ch- step in right former. here. We haven't had a jail in our stadium since the Lincoln Financial Field opened, Wait. so it's at least a decade. I mean, Did we haven't say, had a person in our stadium. Oh, oh Andy, Did you say a, a former Eagles. Oh, fan? Andy doesn't know that you're a former yeah, Eagles he fan. Left his team, man. Oh, he this is away. awesome because I'm about to walk away from the Jets. Oh, are you really? Yeah, but yeah, your your swap. reasoning is probably different than Shane's reasoning. Though. I just want to. Do you want a team swap for a year and see how it goes? I'm gonna. I'm. I've decided. I'm just rooting for fantasy. Um, yeah, I think it's it's just more. It's better. More better. It's more better that way. I'm so our listeners for fantasy. That's what I've been doing for like twenty years. Me too. Me too. And our listeners know why Shane did it. Why are you talking about walking away from the Jets? Dude, oh, Adam Gase would be just too too, too <laughs> cheap of an answer player. to give. Uh, this whole Jamal Adams thing was—I, I, you know, I, I can't. I mean, I've been—I became a Jet fan during the Rich Cotite era. I grew up with the Giants winning Super Bowls with Bill Parcells, and yeah, you know, I, I was a fan of them. And then I remember the Jets went one and fifteen with Cotite, and I was like, all right. I, I was starting to become an adult, and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on the season ticket list, waiting list for the Jets. It was like 18 months. For the Giants, it was like 18 years. So that was one reason. I said, they're 1-15. They can only get better from here. Right. Now's the time. Right. So, you know, these were some of the things that factored into that. But it's been a while now. And, uh, 
the Jamal Adams thing really kind of pissed me off because I can't stand Adam Gase. I like Joe Douglas. I can't stand Adam Gase. I didn't like him in Miami. My brother's a huge Dolphins fan since he uh, <laughs> was infatuated with Dan Marino. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I just didn't like Gase at all. And Does they gave him like- all kinds of, you know, autonomy with this team. Mm-hmm. And it just made no sense to me. Um, I, again, don't want to go on a political uh, tangent, but the owner of the team is in all kinds of like the crosshairs. Right. Like everything about this organization just feels like it just sucks. And, (laughs) and then you look at what happened with Jamal Adams and guys are like, Oh, he's a baby. He's this, he's that he was doing this, that shit. We should have got rid of him. Like, no, this guy is a proven talent on the field. He was the face of the franchise. He's 24 years old. This is a proven commodity and you created an environment that he needed to get out. So he definitely showed some immaturity, but you should never get to the point where it got to where he wanted out because you're telling him, hey, well, we don't value you. So, yeah, they made out. They got they got a good return for him. You know, don't get me wrong. On paper, it looks fine. But you've created a culture that you made players feel insignificant. Yeah, we just went from two years ago having Sam Donald, who's going to take us to the Super Bowl, signing C.J. Mosley and Anthony Barr. Of course, Barr backed out. Um, but you, you know you had Quinn and Williams drafted third overall. Like to, you had all these new parts coming in. Like we were going to be great, and now it's like guys, we just got a couple first rounders and third. Hang on, a couple years we're going to be good. You just you've been telling us that for every fucking year. It's like how many <laughs> how many more couple and years? Then they do you hit on Adams. <laughs> Adams becomes what they drafted him to be. Maybe even more. It's a win. You did great, and then oh, let's get rid of him. Oh, you yeah. ever want to win? I mean, we, it's just, right. You're just kicking the can. Process for the Seventy Sixers, except without an actual plan. Seventy like, Sixers <laughs> actually had a plan. Like that was the plan. We're going to tank for four years. The Jets are just trash. We were well, so happy. Trash organization. We yeah, were so he, happy down here to get rid of Adam Gase, and then when he signed with the, uh, the Jets, uh, and, and, awesome. and listen, you know, I, I like Tannenbaum. I didn't think he was awful. Uh, I, I thought he, you know got the short end of the stick. I really didn't like Idzik at all. I still don't like Idzik when I see him, you know, senior bowls walking around. He just looks I I shouldn't say I don't like him. I don't, I don't necessarily dislike anybody, but <laughs> I didn't like him to represent the organization. Let's put it that way. Um, when, yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, uh, uh I'm trying to think who was uh, the last guy, but I, I I like Joe Douglas. I think he's got a shot to do <clears> something, but he's seems to be in support of Adam Gase, which yeah, I know he kind of has to be, but the way he does it, he's either a really good salesman or he really <laughs> believes in Gase, which scares the shit out of me. Yeah, who uh, believes in Gase? Nobody he's got, he's got, he's got, I mean, he's got it because Gase, I mean, yeah, he's the GM, but Gase holds his job in his hands. So he's got a kowtow to, I don't even know if that's the actual fucking word. <laughs> There. I think that's right. He's got to bail down the Gase, and he's got to make it seem like I, I hope for his own sake he doesn't think that Gase is any kind of like bright mind. Gase uh, I mean, player personnel or coach too, man. You look though like like Brian Flores is a local guy to, to my neighborhood actually <laughs> in Brooklyn. I love um, that guy. You know, look at all the picks they got. Look at the way Miami's working it. They played hard for this guy. Like that, yep. that, that you look at that and you're like, man, that could be us. You, know, you look at you look at what Buffalo's doing. You're like, man, that could be us. And even New England, who is going through a rebuild or quote unquote a New England rebuild, you still look at them. You're like, man, they're probably going to trounce us. So it's like it's still the the doormat of the AFC East. Which <laughs> it's, it's just kind of like, where are we going? 
with this? What is the direction? And yeah, I'm the just... Gates brand is awful. I mean, just to come out as a leader, as a coach for a team, and stir up your own drama by saying, I didn't want Le'Veon Bell. Why the, why the hell are you saying that in public, <laughs> that you don't want Le'Veon Bell? You, even if it's true, yeah. as a coach of a team, come out and say that in public. It's <laughs> an asinine self deprecating move like that guy's and the here's, worst. A, here's another one too that uh you know so the podcast i'm doing with uh, my co who's from seattle he he's was alluding to this saying because i was saying listen you you have the proven commodity adams you could draft whoever you want at one <clears> one <throat> overall give me give me the one one pick and i'm not proven to make that turn into what jamal adams is and show showing to be as a pro um but not factor in the fact that Seattle's probably going to be pretty damn good. So where exactly are these picks going to be? Gase is ruining Sam Darnold. Who yeah. A lot of us had so we had high hopes for him. Yep. We're I like, see. all right, if he can just if he can just make it through one season of Gase, you know, maybe that's it. And then you know, I kind of thought Gase would get shit canned after one year, but <laughs> apparently not. I mean, it's incredible how bad of a coach he is, and owners are just like, nope. Let's give him more time. So uh, Darnold's probably going to be ruined, like for fantasy, for real football, and he's going to be 23 years old, and he's just going to be shell-shocked and useless. No, it is funny with us down here in South Florida. My wife is from New York, and she liked the Jets, but when Gase left the Dolphins and then went to the Jets, she's like, are you f***ing serious? Like, she didn't care either. So wait, so what did you decide, Andy? Are you going for another team, or are you going to be like Shane, where you're going to only go fantasy? Yeah, I, I really don't know what to do at this point. <laughs> what what really what really what really bothers is let's let's look at what is actually happening here. You talked about Gates is going to ruin Darnold, who we had hopes for. I actually just saw a, a highlight reel of Sam Darnold's high school basketball career, and the dude had some moves. He was pretty athletic. Like this, you know, I saw somebody else posting reasons why Sam Darnold. Won't suck this year. He's scattered around the field. You remember, this guy has legs. This guy moved around a lot. This guy has some Josh Allen to him. He has some gunslinger mentality. He has some some mobility. Um, but then I, I also revert back to seeing people saying, oh, well, this trade is so great because we got multiple firsts. And if Darnold doesn't work out, we have more options to trade up to get a quarterback. And I'm thinking, what planet are you from that you just <laughs> traded two top 50 picks to move up two spots to draft Donald where the Colts took Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard who are two players we could certainly use uh, in New York and completely transform that organization for the guy that's going to be your best quarterback since Joe Namath and well we got two great first round picks that we could move up to move on from Sam Donald who's played what a season and a half I did not mean to make this a, a, a the Jets hour. No, it's fine. I'm sorry. No, listen, it's it's, it's perfectly fine. Guys, in Adam Gase is the rookie <laughs> dynasty player, the first year dynasty player, learning on the job, getting paid all that money. Adam Gase, and you're gonna lose, and you did it all wrong. It's yeah. amazing that he even got another job. So listen, hey Andy, we actually have a bunch of trades that we were gonna talk about, but why don't we do this? Why don't we wrap up the show right now, and we'll move the trades over to the Patreon show? Are you willing to stick around with us for a little bit and talk about some of these trades? Yeah, let me just uh, grab another one. All right, awesome. So before we wrap up, why don't you tell everybody uh, about yourself a little bit, just in case we miss anything. Uh, Andy Singleton, People's Pen on Twitter. Uh, started a new podcast, calling it uh, Too Much to Type. 
and we <laughs> nicknamed the network the unfollowed because that seems to be the only direction I'm going now. Uh, <laughs> the last time I was on a show, Shane and I made a bet uh-huh. uh, of who would, I forgot what the total was at the time. It was, I think we were like in the 6,000s or something. Uh-huh. Uh, who would get to 6,000 for or 7,000? I forgot what it was, followers. I beat him there and then I kept going and he kind of plateaued. But don't worry, buddy. I'll, I'll come and. Coming right back to you. Coming right back to you. But he's in the same position you are. People are leaving because of his political stuff too. So it all all works. People leave me for all types of shit. I lost followers when I was off Twitter too. I blocked you in my mind. I just couldn't do it. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Fuck. Well, I started. I started a new podcast just to kind of awesome speak honestly uh, and to the point because I'm tired of people feeling like. 280 characters is my life story. Yeah. Right. It's not. There's a lot more to it than 280 characters. So. And everybody should ch- check it out. It, it's really good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank yeah. You. No, I, I, I think it's a great idea what you did. And everybody should go check that out. You can find it at um, Andy's uh, Twitter account. What is your Twitter account? People Pens. People's? People, people's Pen. People's with, with a Z. With a Z. I, I used to, uh, I've I known a lot of people from all over the world throughout my entire life. And I was given the nickname Peoples uh, <laughs> about 20 years ago. My first fire, uh, we were packing the hose outside and happened to be in the neighborhood. I knew people, and it was a hot summer night, and people were on the you know, on the fire escapes and in the street, and they're like, is that Andy? Andy's fireman? Is that Andy? And one of the guys that I worked with said, what are you, like, Peoples Hernandez from Shaft? And that was it. It just stuck, and for the last Peoples. 20 years, they started calling me Peoples. So, That's awesome. Uh, there you have it. But uh, yeah, give me a follow. I can use the support. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm only kidding. I have fun with it. It's it's, it's, it's supposed yeah. to, Twitter's supposed to be an interactive place. So if you can't interact, then what are you on there for anyway? But uh, yeah, expand the, go to expand the box score. Like I said, a lot of free content. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of things. So you know, engage. Let us know what you would like to see that will make things better for you. That's awesome. So go check out your Twitter, his Twitter account. Check out his new podcast. And uh, we're going to go do a Patreon show. But before we do, Shane, tell everybody about our Patreon account. We have a Patreon account. Um, go join it because it's awesome. <laughs> uh, wow. I just saw Carrion Johnson get traded for Antonio Gibson in a league. Oh, oh my God. Carrion has fallen. <laughs> That's Ooh, awesome. Child. So we're, we're going to talk about some trades. Jeremy, put your headphones back on. Jeremy, come back. Well, I was going to go get a smoke. Funny. Okay. All um, right. Well, wait, 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 wait. We... wait. Shane, for some reason, what? it's only you and I left. So... All right. Well, so we're going to say goodbye. <laughs> Just tell me to say goodbye for Jeremy. I, I will. Know. But go check out our Twitter account, at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check out our... Uh, hey, give us a rate and review over at iTunes. Also, uh, send us an email over at DynastyTradesHQ at gmail.com. You don't have to put the pod in anymore. So send us a... G, uh, an email at dynastytradeshq at gmail.com and I guess Shane it's you and I left so why don't you say goodbye everybody oh uh, this is Madman everybody have a great evening and football is awesome <laughs> say goodbye Shane oh, thank, thanks Jeremy I appreciate that dude everybody take care <laughs> say goodbye Shane goodbye <laughs> Bye. oh my god what happened where did we go I don't know. <laughs>